worried that you might be the cool kid You wear the latest fashions on top of all the trends Or have you ever worried you were too much in the mainstream Always so generic, more normal than your friends Well, we've devised a test to put to rest your fears There's no need to panic if you let us your ears Tonight you can't sleep easy after all that you've heard Cause if you like the show, then you're probably a nerd Wednesday, you know what that means. It's time for a new episode of the It's Canon Podcast, the podcast where we talk about all things everything, the podcast where we talk about all things geek, the podcast where we talk about all things pop culture, the podcast where we talk about all things TV shows, especially, especially now. That's right, it's the It's Canon <laughs> Podcast. We're your hosts, I'm Boris, and I'm joined by Cool Guy Phil, again. Yep. Cool guys in the house because I'm, I'm sporting the the Steve the 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 Captain America shades, man. Captain America shades. Yep, exactly. I'm telling you, we're gonna talk about uh, uh, the Flappy Bird and um, the Mild Autumn Soldier. Yep, <laughs> exactly. So we're gonna be talking about Truth, episode number five of the Falcon and Winter Soldier. And it is the penultimate episode of the season, of the series. Depends how you want to call it, how you want to say it. Because we know that (laughs) MCU is very interestingly working out the way these series are working. They're being used as one-shots as opposed to ongoing series. Um, So we'll have that discussion as we discuss the future of the MCU in a future episode but i think it's kind of cool the way that they've done this because it's kind of like you know fills in the gaps between the movies and whatnot um but you know i guess the first question i ask you every week is initial thoughts watching this episode um it was what i wanted i want more and the cameo was a little bit of a letdown for me Gotta yep. say, the, the, not that I was buying into the hype anyway, as we discussed before about these shows, about not getting too entrenched into an expectation, but I was just like a little underwhelmed by it. It was cool to see, you know. Yep. Her, but I was just like, okay, I, I'm, 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 I have more questions about who the actual power broker is. I, yep. I, it, it really seems to be leaning into. What we were talking about, that that guy from the Hulk and the Avengers. I I'm terrible at names, yep. but that 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 military dude, because his name is in the credits. Yep. So, I don't know. Is that a spoiler? I, well, obviously everybody, we're going to be talking spoilers about exactly. Flappy Bird and, <laughs> Flappy and Bird. the Autumn and the Autumn Soldier. Exactly. <laughs> Yep. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I was, you know, there was, there was a lot of stuff that happened and I'm really curious to see what Sam pulls out of that case, obviously at the end. And I think that they set up for, for the guy who, who's his assistant to become, to take those, 
broken wings and learn to fly again. <laughs> yep. Just, I hear bad, bad music in my head. <laughs> so, anyhow, yeah, I, I just see, I just see that MCU is doing MCU really well. Yeah, that's, exactly. that's, that's my big takeaway is that every door is open. It's just a choice of whether or not they want to explore it. It's, it's the question of going in there and where is it going to lead? And I know that whatever they do, I'm probably going to enjoy it. And it's going to have replay value. Because at this point, as you pointed out about how these shows are serving the MCU, it's pretty much impossible for me to now have a conversation with somebody without about Marvel and the MCU without referencing these shows playing a part in it. And that means that I'm talking to somebody about getting a Disney Plus subscription, which is exactly what this is all about, right? The exclusivity of the stream. I know you can get it other places, but it really is a brilliant piece of marketing by Disney in this fold, right? Yep. Man, oh man. Exactly. What do you think of it? What do you think I, of this week's episode? I liked it. Um, it was a very good episode, uh, but I could see why some people might not think it was the best. Uh, it was slower yes. than other episodes. No action, essentially, outside of maybe like the first, what, five, ten minutes. Um, yeah. We saw a lot of setup and dialogue. It was, you know, here's 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 one thing. I hope that they change the formula a little bit in terms of these MCU shows because yeah. I'm seeing now this two, the second show, WandaVision was the same, where the penultimate episode was simply storytelling and setting up for the last 60 minutes, which, yeah. you know, or however long the episode's going to be because I feel like the last episode might be rushed. It's not using the Mandalorian formula where... The mm-hmm. last couple episodes are kind of interconnected in a way. Um, it's very, like, I'm not saying that they're not interconnected, but it's set up, set up, set up, set up, set up, and then we got to run through a shitload of story because we still don't know who is the big bad here. We still have questions about the power broker. We still have overall questions about the world that they're building because they've really moved away from a lot of the, you know, uh, big world questions and you know in this episode and there a lot of those questions are going to be answered hopefully next episode because there is that big un vote happening so Mm -hmm. you know it's it's um you know i i guess what i'm trying to say is that i hope they change it up with every show because i don't want to kind of know that the second to last episode is going to be a little slower it's going to be world building you know the third or fourth to last episode where they're going to get a huge explosive fight scene you know we're also going to get a big reveal in the mcu i don't want to know what's going to happen in the Mm. grand scheme of things before they actually happen yeah that's a that's a valid point right It, it it really comes down to i think there's been, as we've remarked about our analysis about the show <clears throat> in the past, there's obviously a lot going on that's very movie quality and very action oriented. As we, you know, even last episode, it was like, wow, 
there's there's talk and banter that we can have around the actual structure and the story, but the actual recap of the episode really isn't much more than you know, and then a fight, and then another fight, and that has an that has a price to pay. When you put that much action on screen, it its cost is story. You know, like okay, a good action shot will advance the story in the sense that hey, there's there's Johnny Walker getting the super serum. There's yeah. you know what I mean? Like these things are happening, they're getting checked off the list. But you get episodes like this, which it's too bad that it, it's positioned where it is. Where you got to take it down a gear. You have to circle back, connect the dots, and lay the framework for what's going to happen in that final episode, right? Yeah. And yeah. That, that, that has a cost, right? There's lots of loose ends with his sister, with Sam's yeah. sister. There's lots of loose ends with, with um, uh, Black Captain America. There's lots of loose ends with, with you know, they really need to... Uh, facilitate the story yep. and justify what Sam is about to take on. Yep. I think right? you said it best right there. There's a lot of loose ends. And in my opinion, that's a lot of loose ends to wrap up in one episode without just flying by things that could impact the MCU greatly. Yeah. It's, I looked at this episode and, and thought, you know, I, yeah, you're right. Like, I wish that a lot of the stuff was more peppered throughout the series and and whatnot. But at the same rate, it, it was in the mail, man. It was in yep. the mail. Like, yep. we knew it was coming. We knew that there was going to have to be, just like you say about WandaVision, we knew that we have to get to this point now. There's there's nowhere else to go. They've, they've teased it, and now we got to... Now we know what's happening in the last episode. Like, like we think we know. I, I, I like the idea about what's in the box. Yeah, we're we're doing the Pulp Fiction thing here. What's in the box, right? That's seven. What's that? Seven. What's in the box? Oh, seven. Seven. Huh? What's in huh? the box? What's in the box, man? What's in the box? I, I'm curious. Like, what's what's Sam about to? Do and I, I also like this this episode for another reason too. Actually, it, it's because they needed to do the foundational work between Bucky and yes. Sam. That's the they thing. needed resolution, right? And they they left it way too wide open, especially after the second episode. And obviously, we feel the energy of these two becoming friends, yep. becoming dependent upon one another, becoming trusting, but. We don't have it enshrined. We don't have an understanding between yeah. the two guys. Exactly. And this episode delivered that. Yep. On a shaky platform. Yeah. You know, it didn't it didn't it didn't like cement them as bros, but it definitely put them on the path of maybe they don't hate each other. You know <laughs> how they can become bros? If Bucky hooks up with Sam's sister. That's how they become bros. Mm. Yeah, that's possible. <laughs> or, or yeah, yeah, because um, you know he got told don't yeah, go there. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna get right to it. So things kick off right after um, John Walker kills someone in public. Uh, he gets into an altercation with Bucky and Sam. Bucky and Sam, you know, 
they pretty much beat him down pretty quickly. I kind of like that because it's like, look, this guy is not the real Captain America. He might have the shield, but he's missing something. It's something that our Avengers have, right? And 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 I kind of like the fact yeah. that they took care of him quickly. I honestly thought this would be a larger thing, but you know, yeah. it was one. It was it was one and done, and it was done really quick. Um, how did you feel about that? Um. I liked. I I actually thought that he put up a way better fight than I would have given him credit for, in the sense that he ripped Falcon's wings, in the sense that he was able to disable Bucky and make his arm fizzle a little bit, which I've never seen before. And I also think that it was interesting how uh, the breaking of his arm happened. And how that had a repercussion on him physically. Being a super soldier, I would have thought that I've never seen, you know, the Captain America, the original, break a bone, really. Steve Rogers, right? Like, I've never seen that. So it tells me that this is a little bit different of a breed of super soldier. Maybe in some, some ways more powerful, but maybe in other ways not as powerful. So... It you know, seems it was, it was that, fun. It was drama. It seems that this new super serum that they're using um, is stronger. It seems like they're, if not as strong, stronger. But it also seems like there's a negative thing to it where it's more yeah. than just it brings out your true intuitions. I think it kind of brings out some of your evil intuitions because there's no way in hell that John Walker is a bad person, right? Um, or at least, at the very least, he's justifies everything he tries to do or tries to justify everything he wants to do um but everyone you know everyone who's taken the serum has kind of gone the route of the bad guy the evil ways right look at carly uh look at john walker everyone who's taken it has leaned more towards the bad guy scene but that plays into what you know what they were talking about last episode that 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 that's what happens with a, yeah, but- uh, the serum in general, right? Like that's that was the whole foundational argument about it, and the exception was Steve. Yeah, but right? that's but that's the thing, right? John Walker is not he's fundamentally not a bad person, right? But he's right. since he's taken the serum, he's done fundamentally really things against his character, in my opinion. Yeah, well, I, I, I was thinking about this last week, uh, about what we talked about last week, in that when did John take the serum? Yep. And I think that it was when they indicated in the show. Yep. And I think that his shakiness, his already apparent uh, uh, apprehension or, or, or starting to lose it, you know, his, his manicness, is founded in the fact that he can't even handle being Captain America. Yeah. He's not qualified for the job. Well, and no offense s- to him. He even like, says it in this episode where, where he's like, you don't know how hard it is to be Captain America. Well, clearly you don't either. Clearly you don't understand yeah. what it means to be Captain America. Yeah, and, 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 and that's the thing. That's the eventuality that I got out of his interaction post-court is that he's an asset only because he's a super soldier now. He's not yeah. an asset because he was Captain America. Like, that's, that's the, the truly sad part about all this, 
is that he doesn't even realize his value is in something that he took and not who he is. And he really got it in that court scene too, but we'll talk about it. Exactly. So, um, yeah, so he's dealt with pretty quick. Uh, and then Sam and Bucky's Eurotrip wraps up with Zemo being taken off by the Wakandans, uh, never to return again. He's going to live out his days. Question, did the Wakandans tell Bucky it's best for him not to go back? I don't know. That's, you know, that I just look at all this and it's getting messy. It's getting into that MCU weirdness. But as well, I know that that shot of Zemo was altered from mm-hmm. the final shot that they wanted to do, or the shot that they had proved previously for the show, which lends to this whole, they, they, they've changing stuff, everything like that. But I just don't know the Wakan stuff. Poof. All I know is that he's going to the raft, right? He's yeah. going to that prison. So I, I, it's interesting to think about what they told Bucky. Yeah. All right. So Sam heads back to America, and here we are. Here's the confrontation we've been waiting for the entire season. He has a one-on-one conversation with Isaiah Bradley, um, and this yeah. conversation is full of hard truths, and I absolutely adored this scene. This was good TV. This, this was, was really good TV. TV, especially when you think about, and it's crazy because like, clearly this was written pre 2020. This was filmed yep. almost pre 2020. And yep. it's got, you know, when you think about what they have, what we have gone through in last summer and going yep. through now, especially yep. this week, the timing of this could not have been more perfect. And I'm not, I'm, not, I'm just saying in general, you know, not, I'm not saying yeah. it's great. That- There's no conspiracy. Yeah, um, it was just yeah. so you know Isaiah Bradley talks about America, talks about systemic racism, uh, rewritten history, verbalizing the thoughts of many viewers who have struggled with oppression, he, and he says they will never let a black man be Captain America. Isaiah says uh, a stinging statement that's difficult to disagree with, considering everything that's happened with Sam and Walker. So you know it's it's he 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 goes deep, right? He's like saying, yeah. look, America is great because America says it's great. Things that have happened in America have been altered. We forget things. We rewrite history. We make things to seem perfect and, you know, from the inside out. But the reality is is that it's 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 rotten on the inside. Hey, look, Isaiah Bradley spent how many 30 years in jail because they didn't want him getting out. No one ever helped them. No one ever gave him help. They didn't brand him the new Captain America when there was no Captain America. He was fighting the Russians. He was fighting winter soldiers. And the reality is is that as soon as they didn't need him anymore, they locked him up. So, you know, it, it, it's it's yeah. one of those 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 constant things that a lot of immigrants always talk about. It's like we immigrants and illegal immigrants have served America throughout wars. And they continue yeah. to do so. Um, and then they get tossed aside and forgotten about. Yeah, you know what? Like this this at this point in the show, he sold me. Like he he really had me believing that Sam's gonna walk away from this again. Yep. Right? Like 
Like, it, there was no question in my mind with his conviction and his dressing down and, and his his bluntness about all of it and his, his passion in his in his soliloquy. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it was just like, holy crap. Like, all right, like, this is going to be interesting to see the resolution of this whole Steve Rogers thing of, of the shield. But, you know, he sold me. Like I say, yeah. I, I, I completely get where he's coming from. Yeah. I, I just thought, holy shit. And, and as well, you're right. It's very timely, right? In that, in that the context of it, the, the information that it conveys. Wow. Just wow. Yeah. Like, it's, cr- it's crazy. Um, and you know, this is the thing, like history writes itself in such a way that it makes everything perfect. But you know, the, you have to look at the bigger picture and that's what Isaiah Bradley is essentially saying. It's like, yeah, we've done some great stuff here, but we've also done some atrocious things. Um, and we've kind of, you know, put a lot under the carpet, swept a lot under the carpet, yeah. um, to, to keep up with appearances. And Sam being the eternal optimist says the world's different now. Yeah, he's 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 definitely a glass half full kind of guy, despite everything that got laid out, <laughs> right? And it's like the decisions made if you want to choose to see it that way. Yep. And and a lot of people do see it that way. Like you know, I I think that a lot of the colored people, a lot of the a lot of the different groups are already made up their mind. They agree with it, and they don't see the chance. Yeah, and I like that about Sam because that's ultimately his redeeming superpower. It's the fact that he is an optimist, the fact that he is going to work hard yep. and and try to try to make the world a better place. Yeah, so. and that's the thing, right? I think you need someone like a Sam, and I think we need more Sams in this world where you do need to be an optimist because we can't be pessimists about everything. If we're pessimists about everything, we're never going to change because we're just going to be living in the past and blaming past. Um, yeah. you know, faults, and we're never going to move forward. So you need a little bit of Sam. You need to be a little bit of an optimist. You need a little bit of someone who understands the past but keeps looking into the future because that way you can actually build a better future. Yeah, well, you need the combination of the two, just like you say. Sam needs to be grounded in the reality, but it doesn't mean that he can't, that he has to stop dreaming. Exactly. And that's the balance that you have to strike, right? Like uh, the poor the poor guy that spent 30 years in jail that completely got effed over by his government and whatnot, he's allowed to feel bitter. He's allowed to be negative. He's allowed to, to take on that because he's earned that right, right? And Sam is respectful of it. And that's the best way to be. Mm-hmm. Right, is that he he's taking on his future, knowing the past, yep, and wanting to make a different future, make a difference in the future, and that's and exactly I guess that's it. the biggest takeaway, right? That's the biggest takeaway. It's understanding the past. The past can't be forgotten. It can't be changed. You have to remember that these things happen. But how can we take those yeah. experiences and make them for the better? And that's what Sam yep. is trying to build. He's yeah, trying. He to doesn't take... want to ignore. Exactly. Exactly. You and, know, he doesn't want to ignore. And I like the fact that it's both Wilsons, you know, um, it's Sam and his sister, Sarah, um, who who are both under this, this guise of eternal 
optimism. And I love the fact because we see Sam, who kind of sees the darker side of the world because he's kind of in the military side. And then you have Sarah, who kind of sees it from a more grounded, you know, how you and I would see the world. So they both understand that shit has happened in the past, but we need to do better. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really, you know, dig the dynamic. I dig the dilemma. And I enjoyed where he gets to as a character yep. and, and being there for the journey. Because like you were talking about, if this is in a movie, this is dedicated to maybe three minutes of screen time. Exactly. Right? Not a whole episode. And you can't, yeah, not a whole episode, not a, not a whole soul-searching episode that you get. Right yep. where you see the back, you see the work being done, and that has value, has immense value. Exactly. As a, as that's why we like comics, right? Because all this stuff is already in a comic. That was six issues or whatever, right? Like you can go back and look at it and watch, read the Black Captain America plate over the the run that it was, and you can get the in depth explanations and the and these descriptive word bubbles and, and thought boxes and all this stuff, right? Like you mm-hmm. can get there, but it's, it is an investment, right? It is, it's, this is the best way to convey it towards the mass audience right now. Topical and it has value. It really adds to the MCU. Exactly. Um, and then I think that's the part that I like the absolute most about all this is the fact that we can take the time to delve in here. We can take the time to talk about this um, because, as you said, this would have been three to five minutes in a movie. Um, but we're having a long-ass discussion about this because I think that this is where life needs to imitate art a little bit. Where, you know, whether you want to talk about cancel culture, whether you want to talk about, you know, uh, burying stuff under the carpet, you know, we can't. We have to understand the past to make a better future. Yes. All right. So that's the most important thing that you can have today. All right. So (laughs) Bucky comes a little later. He drops something off. And this is the what's in the box seven moment of Falcon and Winter Soldier. I personally think it's a Wakandan made Captain America suit. What do you think? I've I, I was thinking there's no doubt in my mind that it's Captain America suit, right? Yeah. Like that it's going to be some vibranium enhanced Captain America suit similar to Black Panther suit. No. Something like that. The reason but, why I think it makes uh, sense for it to be Wakandan is because as you just said, it'll have vibranium. Sam is just a human. He's not a super soldier. So he needs more protection than Steve did. Yep. And and as well, we know Bucky asked one last yeah. favor, right? So we know that it, it's definitely got Wakandan origin all over it. We definitely know that it's it's the, the tell to me is that Sam left the wings and he took the shield. All right, the intent is there, and then he goes and he has a big discussion about taking the shield, about yeah. becoming that man, and he gets to his place of peace with it. All right. That to me points it there. However, I've seen all kinds of speculation online where they think that it's going to be some vibranium falcon suit. And that to me is a really low percentage play. 
Like, I know the show is called The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but I think this is the true purpose of this show is the transitions, right? Leading us into the next phases of the MCU where we see new people donning the Falcon armor, where we see new people donning the Captain American shield, Yep. right? Like, this is about transition. This is about growth. This is about Bucky being a better person. This is about Sam being a bona fide superhero and coming into his own as a black Captain America. Yep. Because one thing that I missed out is just that. Um, you know, it's changed. This episode seems to be the turning point for a lot of characters. Earlier in the episode, before Zemo goes off to with the Wakandans, he gives Bucky his list back and he tells Bucky, I cross my name off. Um, in a sense... Now they have both forgiven each other, you know. It's, mm-hmm. it's 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 there's change now, and I feel that Zemo was a major issue in Bucky's mental health. So now the fact that he has crossed his name off, or forgiven him, or you know done his his good deed, his for asked for forgiveness, said sorry, you know whatever it is Bucky was doing with his list. Now that his Z, he's done with Zemo, he can now move on. He can now continue to grow as a human. You saw Zemo himself, the fact that he's interacting with the Avengers, while he doesn't fully accept their existence, I think he better understands them in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that the huge scene when Sam visits Torres again and he drops off his broken wings and he says, I don't need this, and he picks up and takes the shield i think that was his turning point into captain america the mantle is now his and the mantle of falcon is now for taurus to take yeah that was a pivotal moment because of those those things happening right and and we even we're gonna get into uh, more resolution with bucky as well i think in this next episode uh the final where the finale um, where we're going to see him finally relieve himself of that uh, that 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 one the the Chinese gentleman's son. Yeah. That he he actually you know like that's definitely coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because we still don't have real resolution there. Um, and again, so in this in this motif of change and telling the truth, uh, we see Bucky and Sam have a real heart to heart. They talk about advice. Uh, they talk about life. I think Bucky now fully understands why Sam gave up the shield. And not only does he understand it, he accepts it. And by accepting it, they can move on with their relationship, which means that they can actually work together and be bonafide friends. Um, they have a real heart-to-heart. Um, and honestly, you see the chemistry between the two characters. It's These guys are awesome. Like, it's so... Great yeah. how these guys work well together. Yeah, I I was really uh, happy with where they're going and with their relationship on like both as characters and and yeah, it was just it was a big relief, right? Like because it could have been like, okay, we're done this. I never want to see you again, type thing. Or you know, we're looking at this new newly coined. Falcon or Captain America Winter Soldier pairing again, right? Like we 
we've gone a long way and I think I think Winter Soldier is going to forever be or White Wolf is forever going to be at the side of Captain America as long as that Captain America gets a stamp of approval like Sam has seemingly achieved. Yep, exactly. So, yeah, it's just crazy how all that happened. So, also in this episode... And it felt natural. It, like, 100%. it felt natural. 100%. So, congrats to them. Yep. So, Carly and her motley crew of characters, they do make an appearance in this episode. Um, and here, I gotta ask you, Phil. It's hard to still be on their side, in a sense. We know that they've now gone full terrorist. We know that they're planning yeah. to essentially disrupt the vote on the misplaced people. Um, you know, their fight for displaced immigrants still feels right, but their intentions and how they're going about it is now wrong. Yeah. It, it's, they've become part of the bad guy, right? Yeah. Is the bad guy going to be the power broker? I'm, I'm sure the power broker is going to have influence on all of this, and that, that's going to be part of the finale. I believe, I hope, maybe not. Maybe it's a a misguide. Maybe it's a, a dud, and Power Broker will be something else somewhere else in the in the MCU. Who knows? But I do think that Carly and her bunch are off the deep end now, and I think you know their their last vestige of salvation was destroying Captain America, and Bucky and Sam have effectively done that at this point, right? Yep. And I know we, we, we didn't really talk about it, but maybe it's coming up. I can't remember in the episode, but the cameo with Julia Louis-Dreyfus and whatnot. Yeah, and Yeah. Yeah, we'll get there in a little bit. Um, so we do see Sharon Carter again in this episode. Um, you know, and it's kind of weird because it, I feel like Sharon Carter is playing both sides because yeah. essentially what happens here is she helps Batroc, the character played by George St. Pierre, escape and essentially mm -hmm. gives him to Carly. Now, I just said I feel like she's working both sides, but I think she's doing this for the greater good. I believe that she is, in a part, setting this huge fight up because she is forcing Sam to take up the mantle of Captain America. Yeah, I'm hopeful that there's going to be resolution on that side of things. That, it, but we're asking for a lot in this finale. I'm That's what seeing I mean. That now, yep. like this is getting a little bit out of hand in terms of these loose ends, and I'm thinking that this episode is trying to tie them up, but it seems seemingly is opening more than I actually anticipated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because the Sharon thing is a big one for me. I I don't know why. But I want to see her back in a more prominent role in the MCU. Yep, but. exactly. Um, so, yeah. So, we still need to see exactly who Sharon Carter is working for, what side she's on. But, you know, I personally, you know, on the face of things, she helps Petroc escape. Petroc joins Carly's fight. He doesn't give a shit about why she's doing stuff. He just wants to kill Sam. Um, and that's basically his goal at this point. So I do believe that Sharon is doing yeah. this to force Sam into becoming Captain America. So that's kind of like that weird take that I'm going to I'm gonna take on this. Um, 
I also think that, you know, the power broker, you know, throw in another name into this. I, I do believe that, it you know, I, I f- kind of feel like the introduction of Valentina Allegra de Fontaine or Madame Hydra is kind of huge because yeah. this adds another name into who the power broker could be. Someone who's working on all sides because we know that Hydra has traditionally done that. They've set up world issues just to continue their evil ways under it. Yep, it definitely, you know, putting her in it changes a lot of stuff, right? Like, it potentially could. And it also could be this huge red herring. Yep. Right? Like, this this is the thing. This is the Mephesto all over again, right? Exactly. Yep. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. He's in the exactly. he's in the Vicus plant. Exactly. <laughs> it, it, it really is them toying with us. Yep. So I, I'm curious to see how far it goes and when it goes. Because yep. I don't know if that thread needs to be pulled in this anymore. If you told me in episode six that John Walker isn't anywhere close to it, I'd believe it. Yep, exactly. Um, all right. So Story's part, done. So talking about Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, she is played by Julia Louise Dreyfus, which is, I think, just hilarious casting. <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a fun one for for the, all the Seinfeld fans and Veep and and everything else. She's a very prolific person yep. in that, and good for her for catching into this. I, now, I I was happy to see her, but like I say, a little bit disappointed. Here's <laughs> well, I can see why you're disappointed. We all we all want the Mephisto moment. <laughs> yeah, I know, but this can That's give it. us. A huge moment in itself because you are introducing a huge character. You are introducing a character, you know, that has huge implications with Hydra, with the governments. And, you know, it again seems like she's could be very much like Sharon Carter playing both sides because, you know, uh, John Walker has his hearing, um, you know, and essentially he is no longer the official Captain America. Um, he's stripped of all his duties dishonorable discharge and that's it um but then when he meets up or or uh valentina allegra meets with him she basically pushes him and says you don't need the government you can do your own thing do what your heart says yeah you know so she kind of pushes him to do something that we're going to talk about because there was a mid-credit scene now yeah talking about valentina allegra uh we have to remember that there was a lot of rumor that this character was going to first appear in a mid credit scene in Black Widow. Mm, interesting. Interesting stuff. So they're rejigging it. Well, it's just their prerogative. I found that the interplay between her, like, first off, the whole John Walker trial thing, what a petulant child he is. Mm-hmm. And it was very much shades of uh, you can't handle the truth kind of crap to me. Yeah. Um, which was writing character for him. Like, I, I say crap, but, you know, I'm just paraphrasing. Or It was a feeling I had. But at the same rate, it's completely in line with, with who they're portraying John Walker as. Uh, I found it was interesting that she talks to him about the gray zone of the shield. Yes. Where she says... The shield doesn't really belong to the U.S. government, and it's not your duty 
to give it over. Like you, you have no obligation in that. And I found that that was interesting because it seems like her character is all about the gray zones and yeah. yet her business card is black and white. Yes. With like nothing I, I felt that it. that was with nothing written on it. I'm sure there is something written on it in invisible ink or UV or something like that. Yeah. But I just found it was so funny. The, the, the actual portrayal of the business card being black and white. In other words, she's trying to, whenever she meets somebody, she's giving you a card that says, I see the world in black and white. You're either yeah. on one side or the other. Yeah. And then when she talks about stuff, she's talking about the gray zone the whole time. Exactly. <laughs> like, but that just goes to show you kind of like how she kind of uses the gray zone to get someone on a side. Because, you know, she, the way that she talked to John Walker was kind of like, listen... You know, you do what's in your heart, and she knows exactly what he's going to choose. Um, so, you know, again, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Um, yeah, and then, again, with Carly, you know, it, there's a big vote happening at the UN. They have a bomb ready. We have Sam, who's pretty much Captain America at this point. We have Torres, who has the wings. We have Bucky being Bucky. Uh, so, you know, everyone is kind of getting ready to... to, to, to take the next step in the evolution of their characters. Yeah, big time. It, it's, I was surprised with how much time they spent comparatively. This is, this is a nitpicky TV show thing now. Um, comparatively, they spent a lot of time with Sam and the shield and learning how to bounce that bad boy. Yeah. Whereas, with John Walker, who didn't have the super serum in him, seemingly it was a montage, you know, from the 80s. Yep. And then he's throwing the shield and he's catching it and going out on stage. And I'm like, wow, okay, this is this is a very different path. This is a very, very interesting choice. Yep. Exactly. I liked it. I, I, I think you needed it for Sam to be the deserved bearer of it. Compared yep. to the imposter holding it. Exactly. Um, and, you know, taking a look back now, when you think about Isaiah Bradley's line about there will never be a black Captain America, I think that, you know, that it's just like, here, look, we're already changing our ways because Sam is now going to be Captain America. Yep. Well, Sam takes that, that line as an affront. Yeah. Because he can be a black Captain America. Yep. His big dilemma is: Should he be a black Captain America? Yeah. Does, and here's the worst part: It shouldn't be a discussion about his ethnicity or his color. He is Captain America because he wants to be Captain America. Yep, exactly. That's what it comes down to, and that's that's what I like about Sam. Yep. So we have the big confrontation. Everyone's taking sides. We still don't know exactly what side. Few characters are on, like Sharon Carter, like the power broker, and whom the power broker even is. So, you know, hopefully we'll see some of these questions being answered in the next episode. Now, this episode did have a mid credit scene where we see something very ominous and blatant. John Walker is creating his own Captain America shield. Um, to be specific, I think he's building his version of the U.S. Agent Shield from the comics. Yeah, he's making this thing out of steel and metals. And, and the interesting part as well, I'll bring this up, not because it's an epiphany but or anything, but 
The fact is, is that he just was given the shield before, and now he's actually putting effort into making a yep. shield. Because now, which I found that there's that you know, being whether it be Captain America, U.S. agent, whomever he's going to be and wants to be, you know, there's work that has to go into it. Now, this is where I'm going to be a little pessimistic about the entire show and the MCU when I call it formulaic, and that's because in WandaVision we saw in the penultimate episode the white vision, all white vision being created, you know? And then here in the mid-credits scene, the penultimate episode of the Falcon and Winter Soldier, we see U.S. agent being created. So again, you know, the mirroring of these shows, it's great. This is your first two attempts, but I don't want to see this becoming a thing because now I think back to how much we got of white vision and is John Walker, as you mentioned, is he even going to play a factor in episode number six, or is this going to be yeah. anything down the line? Because it's believable, right? It, it's 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 something like a story feels done. I think the 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 battle is going to be is already being laid out between Sam and 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 the UFC guy. I think that the power broker and all that stuff. And where does John Walker fit in? Or maybe John? It's all about John. I exactly. don't know. Like it, it could be poised on either side of things so but here's the thing that i do take hope out of and that is when i look at the kind of quality of writing that's coming out of the mandalorian and i look at the fact that a lot of the stuff that goes in the mcu comes out of john favreau and and kevin feige and obviously all those i'm hopeful that they don't fall into this trap like you're pointing out i guess we're gonna find out when we get loki exactly right which which, you know, hopefully they don't fall into that same trap. But I'll take this over a lot of stuff that comes on Netflix any day. I am being very nitpicky. You know, I'm being yeah. very nitpicky for the sake of being nitpicky because I've, I, as a viewer, can see this formula. I don't want to be seeing this all the time. Having said yeah. that, it's still better TV than 80% of the TV out there. Yeah, go watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> or not. It's, you don't have to. Or not, but it's it's a tough watch. I'm yeah. not going to lie. It, and it was sold to us as what basically this Falcon and Winter Soldier is. You know, it's supposed to be this thing that adds to the MCU. And it didn't, right? The first it, season it struggled. Did. The first couple seasons did. Yeah. Yeah, but it struggled. It, it, it ended did. up doing its own thing. So the issue with the first season was that, you know, watching it back, they were buying time for the later episodes when uh, Captain America 2 Winter Soldier came out and they did the huge Hydra reveal in the show as well, right? You know that they were just having all these crazy random stories just waiting for that those final few episodes, that final story arc. The filler episodes. (laughs) So yeah, we have a lot... Yeah, we have a lot going on. We have Batroc back. We have Sharon. We have the Flag Smashers. We have this big vote for the misplaced people. We have Sam. We have Bucky. We have Zemo and the Wakandans. And then you throw in John Walker and Lady Valentina. And we still don't know who the power broker is. So tons to do. Tons to go through, I should say, next week on episode number six. Oh, that's going to be such a fun recap. Can't wait to get there can't wait to sadly i don't want to get there i want more i i i want it to keep going and this marks the end of another great show uh, however i guess may the 4th 
we're going to get the Bad Batch on the Star Wars side of things. And then in June, we're going to get Loki. And then in July, we're going to get Black Widow. And who knows what else, what wonderful things Disney has planned for us beyond that. But I know that in the winter, we're going to get Book of Boba Fett. They're definitely delivering on a lot of quality stuff, I think. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, here's a And little... it's interesting seeing how it lines up. <laughs> yeah, here's a funny little thing. The GRC. So this just kind of goes to show you kind of where the Flag Smashers are a little... In, uh, you know, they're, they're, their plight, while understandable... Is, is, is interesting. Um, that's because they've been tasked with resettling 20 million refugees. 20 million. In 2016, do you know how many refugees were resettled in the world? In our, the real world? No. How many? 189,000. Oh, my God. So it just goes to show you, right? It's like 20 million. Like, it's, 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 Yeah. Peanuts. It's mind-boggling, like we've we've discussed in our recaps, it's mind-boggling to think about the magnitude of everything that's, that's happened in this post-snap world. And I, I, I think that they've, they've done a good job of exposing it in the show, but I think they're lucky that they've exposed it and not dwelled in it, I guess. Because it would be an easy thing to dwell on. It would be a very easy thing to 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 constantly, but at this point, they just need to kick it every once in a while, yep. and it enters into your mindset. At least the people who are paying attention. Yeah, exactly. All right, so that's the episode, Phil. I think that is a wrap on this. So, listeners, let us know what you thought of the episode. Let us know what you think of our recaps, and Phil can let you know how you can get a hold of us. Oh my goodness, you gotta let us know how we're doing with Flappy Bird in the autumn, dude. You can find us at www.itscanonpodcast.com. You can even listen to us there. Um, you can track us down on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at It's Canon Podcast. You can email us at show at itscanonpodcast.com. You can find us if you're looking to tell your friends about us. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, because you already found us, and we're everywhere you find podcasts. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe. Leave a rate and review if the pro- if the platform allows it. <laughs> and I love how we're both we were playing chicken there to see who was going to say something. Oh, I'm definitely going to say people like I, I really do actually appreciate people taking the time out of their day to listen to us. Okay, same here. It really means a lot. Um, and anyone that sends any feedback, it does mean huge. Um, but my voice is going. My voice is shot. We've just recorded two episodes back to back. So that explains why my voice is getting really raspy, really fast. Um, so without further ado, we are the It's Canon Podcast, the podcast where we talk about all things geek. All things pop culture, all things TV, comics, movies, video games, books, and anything and everything. And the best part of it all is, is that it's all in canon. He's Phil. I'm Boris. Goodbye. <laughs>